Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Glorio Chat, the best anime podcast on the internet. It's been another long, crazy week, in a year full of long, crazy weeks. And once again, I cannot necessarily say that watching cartoons has been on the top of my mental priority list. Uh, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I may not be super prepared for this episode, but. Uh-huh. At least this time, I feel like uh, you know we may be moving in a better direction than the last time I've had to say something like that at the beginning of an episode. I so. mean, look, if nothing else, anime is a way for us to not think about anything else for 20 to 30 minutes at a time, and uh-huh. I think that, that that has always had a value <laughs> in these in these times of ours. Yes. So, you know, we can forget about U.S. politics for 90 minutes here and chat about anime as we do so uh just to introduce everybody i'm gel i'm joined by iru still here not dead yet i am joined by g what's good everyone and this week we are joined by artemis hey good to be here all right so um i'm in a bit of a weird spot this season because i am actually watching six shows which is a lot for me and yet, I don't really want to talk about most of them. <laughs> like, if you take... Uh, we were just chatting before uh, Ira was mentioning Adachi and Shimamura. I actually really like that show a lot, and I think people should watch it, but I do I have anything to that say? That makes one of us? Yeah, well, we may differ opinion on that, but I, neither one of us really have much else to say about it, because it's uh-huh. kind of... It, it has what it is. its thing... And uh-huh. it is continues to do it, and I don't really have anything to say that I didn't say last episode. So, indeed. So some of those shows, I'll probably just, we'll, I'll probably just double those up, and we'll talk about them, you know, next time or something. But uh, that said, we do still have quite a few other things to talk about. So yep. we'll kick things off with the show that never dies, uh-huh. <laughs> the third, the probably the third season that we've been talking about. Great Pretender, <laughs> uh, as, as scheduling and Netflix have stretched that out over time for us. I think the season two, just PSA, I think the season two comes out like November 25th or something officially on Netflix. Sure. Come a couple weeks, yeah. Uh, but, you know, we've kind of already started watching it. I believe we've mentioned before Artemis has already seen the whole thing. Yes. But... Me and uh, G and Iro have only watched up to episode seventeen, which is the first three episodes. So that's kind of what we're, we'll focus on of for the this. of the final the final arc, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, of the final okay. the final part four uh-huh. arc. Um, so I have some possibly good and some bad things to say about this. <laughs> I feel I feel like you said you said possibly good, so meaning less of them. So why don't you lead oh, yes. with that? I, I think there are there's there's gonna be some some caveats to the good bits, whereas the bad bits I was definitely not liking. Um uh-huh. first of all just like the whole like let's do this whole thing again with Makoto trying to quit and getting scammed back into uh-huh, the, right. the game on his... Like, I feel like that would have been funny if they, like, condensed it into, like, 
just 30 seconds of like yeah let's just get this over with we all know what this is yeah yeah but they dragged it out into like an actual serious full episode and a half or something of uh you know him once again trying to lead an honest life and getting conned back into uh right apparently uh Child human trafficking. Traf- yeah, human trafficking, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, which is like, I mean, that is, I think that is the other element of this, right, is like, the past times Makoto got dragged into, you know, some sort of criminal scheme, it was, what, it was, it was drug manufacturing, which, I mean, let's be frank, is not good, but... Yeah, but he didn't making, actually do the drug manufacturing. Drug. <laughs> and... Oh, sorry, Artemis, what did you say? He, he didn't actually do the drug manufacturing, though. Right. He just said right. he did the drug manufacturing, so... Yeah, right. and, and then, you know, like, what was the, the other one? It was, art, like, you know... Art theft. Art, arts, you know, art fraud and, like, you know, sports betting fraud, which right. are, like, in the grand scheme of things, entirely harmless crimes. And then suddenly it's like, now we're getting into maybe the most <laughs> evil crime... Like literally the actual most evil crime in human existence, human trafficking, and right. which you cannot fake. Yeah, right. <laughs> like I mean that's the thing, right? Like I, I don't think the show is going to suddenly be like Lord's going to like take his mask off. Be like surprise, all the kids were actors. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, I I was also that also raised an eyebrow for me because I feel like this is not really the time or place to address these issues <laughs> but I mean or, or I even will, to just will... casually bring it up yeah. as a, a plot premise or something yeah. and it's and it's like they really go into it like yeah they're not like just like like will, he goes yeah. to the auction like you know it's... I will say I appreciate I think G was about to get it was actually yes I do appreciate that uh in that <clears throat> Because normally, uh, when the Yakuza are involved in media, they are lionized to a certain degree. Right. Of, uh, like, just look at, like, Ikebukuro Westgate Park or whatever, where the, the gangs are good, and they don't do the drugs, and we help the cops out, folks. Right, right. like, and the, then, the sorry, great, pre- yeah, great Pretender is like, here are the Yakuza, and they're human trafficking because they're fucking criminals. Right, like, I think there's very much a tendency in Japanese media to portray the Yakuza, like... Even at their worst, as, like, violent vigilantes who are, like, you know, have their own, like, unique code of honor that they adhere right. to that, like, you know, puts them on the other side. But, like, you know, at the end of the day, they're still Japanese like you and me. Whereas Great Pretender is actually maybe one of the only works I can think of that has portrayed the Yakuza as an unequivocally criminal organization. And... I, I guess I do want to give you credit for that, if nothing else. Like I right. feel like that's damning with faint praise here, yeah. but like there's nothing. There's nothing to sympathize with. In, right. In quite the opposite, actually. Yeah, they're they're actively, I think, trying to make you not like these characters. Right. I mean, if you think about it. Like the first arc literally had like a literal drug dealer that was more sympathetic than <laughs> right uh, the yakuza here, but um. Yeah, I, I guess, I don't know, I, I hate that we're already getting into maybe our negatives, so Jell, before we, like, really go off course here, I think you did say there were some things you liked about yeah, this. Yeah, so well, far. I wanted to get the, I wanted to get that, the bad stuff out of the way, and then, I think the good, the things that could be good are a little more interesting, um, in, I, there's, I'll say, because my opinion has been waning on this show with each arc, I feel like each arc has been worse than the last up until now. I think that's fair. In, in my opinion. But um, 
And I, I will say I am more interested in what's going on now than I was in the last two arcs. Uh, part of it is because it is kind of focused back on Makoto and his, whatever his going on in his brain. And I, I guess, and I, I don't know if we're all going to have the exact same interpretation of this, but are they implying that, like, Makoto is going down some kind of, like, uh, path to being an going actual real criminal? Deep. Yeah. Yeah. They're kind, um, of, they're kind of going that direction, the, I think. My greatest worry about this arc is probably, and, and, and this is why I did want to talk about the show before we had finished it, because, uh, Jell, I know you had suggested maybe we just wait till we finish this arc before we talk about it, but... I do kind of want to get my thoughts out here in the moment so that, you know, a month from now, we can all laugh at how wrong or right <laughs> yes, I we was. Can. Right. But I'm sure on. Artemis is biting her yeah, tongue over it, here. Get it on tape. Yeah. <laughs> so the thing that really concerns me about this arc is how they're going to handle the reveal that Makoto's father is working for the triads, right? Like, mm-hmm. we've, you know, as Iro can attest, in episode 17, when they let <laughs> off with yet another flashback to Makoto's dad, I literally said out loud... Oh, oh no, is this arc, because this arc is about the Yakuza, are we going to find out that Makoto's father is still alive and working for the Yakuza, and that this arc will be about him reconciling his relationship with his father, (laughs) and like somehow this will also retroactively like redeem his father or something? I really hope that doesn't happen. And then about ten minutes later, Makoto's dad literally shows up, and... Again, I don't know how this is going to be a, a, a approached or addressed. I, I'm literally only basing this off of what I've seen so far and what I've seen of the show overall. But I don't want, like, I don't <laughs> want Makoto's dad to be used as like this narrative bludgeon for Makoto's character development. Like, oh, I think we're already down that path, right? So. And and that's why I'm like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not digging it. Like, I think that. If you go back to like what I was saying about episode two of this show, I thought that the flashback with Makoto was actually one of the strongest like elements of the show's narrative. Like mm-hmm. in the span of like less than five minutes, they were able to like immediately communicate to us how the the reveal about Makoto's father's like you know sh- criminal dealings like utterly shattered the like core like moral base of makoto's character and like would continue to define him for the rest of his life like that tragedy would define him and i really liked that like i'm not one of those guys who says oh character development isn't good unless characters are miserable but i do (laughs) think that that element was really strong like it it really worked for me and so dredging him back up again bringing him you know having makoto confront his past it's like I guess I don't know how I feel about it. Like, you know, at least it, at the it end- is a very common and easy narrative shortcut, right? Like yeah. Bring bring back dad. Bring back a family member. Right. And I, I'm I'm also very tired of that. And like, you know, as episode seventeen ends with Makoto's father betraying Makoto. You know, being like, "This is who I really am. I'm a criminal." Like, and yet I don't buy it because this show right. still has eight episodes left. Like. Right. Are we going to get the Makoto's dad redemption arc? Like, do I want that? I'm not sure I do. Like, yeah. And they, they're kind of setting that up because the whole thing with his mom never giving up hope on him. Right, so like... And the whole thing about forgiveness being important. And the fact that Makoto himself has... 
is in has been in need of forgiveness let's say uh you know he's also committed crimes <laughs> perhaps not the same level right but they but... kind of they kind of put they, they kind of put that on him like well you know where were you at when, I, when we picked you up right like you were in jail or whatever you know so i feel like that is the direction they yeah. are headed and um, I'm just not sure if I if I give a shit about that. Like I don't know if that plays with me at all. Like right. I again, I'm not saying X show has to be like Y show, but I, I think just... I I would be okay if they if they don't actually go down the dad redemption tour and leave him as a terrible person, but Makoto uses his own, you know, makes his own decisions in life to be a good person. I think that would be better, of course. That would be better. I think that's right. probably the most, like, realistically possible <laughs> Best okay case scenario. scenario at this point. Yeah, and, and yeah. I think that it is unfortunate that we're sitting here being like, well, that's probably the best we're going to get out of this show. When, like, yeah. I know that a lot of us at the end of the third arc, we're all hoping, oh, like, what if the final arc is where Lawrence is finally the villain? Or, like, finally Makoto gets to one-up Lawrence, and so far that doesn't seem to be the case. Like, I mean, there's a lot of episodes left, too. So right, that I may, guess that, that is may be true. a factor, like, but... I, I am curious how they're going to stretch this arc out, because it's like... I think we all agreed, like, even the, like, five-episode Singapore arc was already kind of stretching things, and I just don't know how they're going to maintain this arc that is, like, double the length of all of the other ones. Oh, I'm um, trying so hard not to say anything right now, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to watching you the guys. next few episodes. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> you you picked a good episode to well maybe you picked a, a good episode to stop at and that that's kind of where that that part of the story for this arc ends but a new one's about to begin and it is still part of the same that same overall story arc but it introduces some new elements that i think tie in a lot better with the show okay all right, that's good to hear. That, that's good like, to hear because I, I mean, yeah. Oh, you go ahead. I don't like. I can't. I. I. I don't know if you guys will like it as much. Still, like as as we all did. I think the very first story arc of the show, but mm. I think it does get better. Okay, that's that's really promising to hear. I, I know that there is probably more to this story, right? I mean, the beginning of this arc literally opens up with like Lauren and his mysterious waifu that you know we haven't seen since, right? Like there is mm. definitely. Still There's more story. things, more loose ends to tie up than what we've covered so far. Right, sure. so... Yeah. Yes, there's definitely more to this story than what we've seen. I think it's just that the opening salvos of this arc... I they, think... they were definitely not my my favorites either. And I think I said that, I mean, that was about probably two months ago where I said on on that podcast that that even though I didn't think the arc matched, like, could quite could quite match the gloriousness of of arc number one that i was like like relatively satisfied with the ending and i think i still am right i i do remember that so you know i i hope that this show will like prove that out in the end for us because you know i i think we're, we're seeing all this but also like i don't think any of us is implying that great pretender is a bad show i think we've all like broadly yeah, still say it's one of the best shows this year Right, I think we've all broadly enjoyed it to certain degrees. Like, it is a very well-made show. The characters are very likable. They still are. Like, I think that's a thing. All the good things about the show that we said, like, at the beginning are mostly still there. I think... I think some of this is probably just 
down to <laughs> the show set such a high bar at the beginning right, that, right, yeah. <laughs> that it has not it has it. yet to live up to the bar it's set yeah, in the beginning. That, so we can't help but nitpick it to death in some regards. It's it's yeah. just you know it's a, it's a bad habit of ours. But yeah, I, I, well, but I yeah for what it's worth, I think I think eighteen is where it kind of starts picking up again. Okay. And then the last couple of episodes in particular, I can't remember exactly when certain events happen because it's been a while for me, but I do think the last couple of episodes in particular bring back that, that I'm going to say idiocy, lovable idiocy okay. of, the first, the of the first arc, right. like in terms of just the crap that they pull and somehow <laughs> manage to pull off, which is not in any way realistic, but just extremely right. fun to watch. Good. That's, that's what I want to hear. You know, like I think, I th- maybe that's the thing, right? I think just the first three episodes of this arc specifically lost a lot of that, like, manic, Earth, almost yeah. Lupin yeah. energy that, like, a lot of the earlier stuff yeah. had. And I think I think that energy at least does come back in part, so... Cool. Yeah. I think at the very least, I have restored my motivation to watch. Because as you guys know, I kind of got... I kind of had to drag myself to download this and start watching. Right, you again. literally have not like watched this show in like months or something. Uh, and because and, and you know like the la- the the previous arc when they were doing their romantic comedy thing or whatever, I was just like, all right, let's just get this over with. And now I actually am motivated to keep watching, whether good or bad, to see what happens. So. I do. I do think the show is is it goes down better when you watch one arc at a time like one whole <laughs> arc right. at a time no, it makes sense. maybe maybe the netflix uh, formatting was actually right for this show and <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah well i'm not i will i will refuse to concede to netflix on that <laughs> that's that's fine <laughs> Honestly, yeah. i think the show does a really good job of knowing where to cut an episode <laughs> so yeah 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 week to week baby yeah all right well, we will touch base with that again for the one day. <laughs> yep. <laughs> for the next, let's stretch this out for the rest of the year. Maybe who knows? Yeah. Um. All right. Let's move along and let's talk about Taiso Samurai or Gymnastic Samurai, whatever you want to call it. All right, I'm just gonna pack um, my knuckles here and read this. Yeah, <laughs> I I did not have kind words to say about the show last episode. But Artemis is still watching it. I, uh, where did you guys get up to? Just two. I got two to or? maybe episode three. Okay. I stopped after episode one. We All stopped right. the first. So episode. episode episode five just aired yesterday, I think, okay. or the day before. So okay. Um, I got I got yeah. the, the last episode I saw was when the when he does the 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 uh, challenge with the new kid when they have their gymnastics duel. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. That was the last thing I saw. Yeah. All right. Well, um, <laughs> you still won't like it. <laughs> I like. I feel. Uh-huh. I feel like ninety percent confident saying that if you if you continue to watch up to where I've seen, you would still have pretty much only negative things to say about it. Ouch. Um, Nothing has changed, basically. No, I. I think my main problem, especially after episode five, is that they're leaning heavily into the tell don't show aspect where like he goes like the main character goes to the nhk cup right and he's competing like in a in a national competition Uh and he's and they've built up you know he's done like training montages up until this point and and like 
you know, his coach has been like, yes, we really must focus now on getting your moves down to perfection. Like, we can't have any roughness. Like, we're just going to focus on getting the moves you can do well so that there are no flaws kind of thing. Fine, whatever. And then he goes to the NHK Cup and presumably performs at the NHK Cup. You don't, they don't even fucking show it? They don't show a single frame <laughs> oh, of him no. actually wow. performing. Like, not least, one. Like, Yuri, like, Yuri and Ice used a lot of sock footage, but at least they fucking showed it every They time. did not show a single frame. They showed him at the start coming into the <laughs> NHK Cup, and they oh, showed him man. at the end next oh, to the podium after the NHK Cup, and they show nothing in between of him at the, like performing anything. Uh, wow, so much gymnastics. <laughs> they do I mean, show gymnastics but like that they show like different events and they show different gymnasts who we've never met uh, oh other, they still show than, stuff but not the main other, guys other than Christ. that other than the young guy with the headbands like doing like we don't know any of the other gym, gymnasts and they're all doing their like key events huh. and there's like some commentary on them and then that's kind of it Christ. <laughs> so i guess the the big question is, why are you still watching? <laughs> it, is a, it is a big question, and I don't know how to answer it. I guess, well, first of all, there's so little else I'm watching this season. I'm watching Akudama, and I'm watching Osamatsu, and that's it. Like, uh, other than that, that's all. So, part of it's a kind of may as well, I guess, kind I mean, of attitude. It's not the, I mean, as, as, as much as I dunked on it last time it's not the worst thing going i mean it's i i guess it has a couple of moments that i like every now and again like i still like the mother-in-law yeah it's yeah, pretty was cool and i like the 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 girl the weird girl who works at the bar like with them like the blonde chick with the super tan skin I, oh yeah and yeah, she's, yeah. she's dressed like a like Gyaru kind of style. Yeah, I, I I think she only showed up like once. She shows up every now and again. Yeah. Um, and there's like a kind of there's sort of an arc about um the daughter being bullied at school because you know her dad's you know a her celebrity an and has been on TV and yeah and is kind of an idiot, <laughs> which is like not the most interesting storyline, but it's a, like a decent deviation. Like it it makes it makes for a good counter storyline, I guess. Yeah, see, I th- I feel like th- this show would have been better if it was a dad anime. And, <laughs> yeah, because like I was saying, if they had if they had gone if they had gone through with him like actually retiring and him like accepting the next phase of his life, right? Or having to just having to deal with like psychologically the change of being right a gymnast day in and day out to being just a dad. You know, that identity would so, that would be so much more interesting than I, let's yeah. go for one last ride. So, so that's the thing I'm asking then, like, based on, like, so my impression, based on the one and only episode I watched, was that, you know, because he decides not to retire, that, oh, okay, so this anime will be about gymnastics. But then, Artemis, you're telling me they're not even showing the gymnastics, so, like, at five episodes in, do you have a good idea, do you have a good feeling for, like, what is the actual focus of the story? I think, I th- okay, what what I think is that gymnastics is the focus of the story and I just didn't have the budget to pull it off. Oh, because no. because <laughs> Because every episode is, is just kind of littered with, like, still frames and just, like, kind of some stock stuff. Like, it's, I just, I just think, unfortunately, that they did not have the money 
They did not bring the Yuri on Ice people for this one. They did not. Is, uh, is, what else is MAPPA doing this season? Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh, that's where all the money's going. <laughs> <laughs> They're also probably working on Attack on Titan in the back. Oh, yeah, yeah. They are. MAPPA's a little busy <clears throat> right now. The oh, only I studio think. who took the contract for Attack on Titan Season 3, because they were the only people willing to work their animators that hard. <laughs> thanks, MAPPA. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, thanks, Mappa. Yeah, no, guess, those are obviously going to be higher priorities. Yeah, than I guess. Yeah. I guess I'm still watching in part because I am curious to see where it's going to go. Like, I don't because they've built up this this narrative about the gymnast, like about Jotaro being old, basically, right, and on the verge of retirement and kind of injured, and he has to beat these not just the the young gymnast with the headband but like a bunch of young up-and-coming gymnasts who just have more to give than him um and i i kind of want to know if he's going to succeed or not because part of me expected him to go to the nhk cup and miraculously do extremely well and beat everyone but he didn't he didn't place anywhere like he came like sixth i think or something like that or maybe seventh which right. was pretty good for him, but not like, whoa, I can't believe all this training and whatever paid, he's, like, oh, those montages, those montages really paid off, you know? <laughs> they did they did pay off in that he did okay for himself, but he didn't win, so I'm curious to see how they're going to make this a comeback story, if it's going to be that. Right, like, given, how is he getting, given, like, at this rate, how is he going to get on the Olympics team? Right, given, given that they do seem pretty focused on this being... Uh, well, if I'm if this is going to be my last year of gymnastics, then I'm going to do it right and I'm going to do it well, kind of thing, you know. Is there any chance like the mid-season twist is that he does get injured again and then he's just done and he does have to retire and then the rest of the episode, the rest of the series is about him? I mean, I doubt it to be honest. Okay. But, Let's be but, real. But when, was the last epi- <laughs> when was the last time an anime swerved like that? Yeah, I figure. I, I'm just thro- I'm just trying to throw out theories on how they yeah. could uh, salvage this. But but, but next episode, I think he's going to go on some kind of training camp. Like there's some kind of joint training camp with China and they're going to get athletes ready to go to the Olympics or something. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know. It's... It's not a good show. It's not a terrible show. It's just a show that I'm watching because at this point, I just <laughs> want to know momentum. like how they're going to pull anything, like how how like where the focus is going to land and how it's going to stay there, given everything else that is happening, plot wise. Right. Okay. Well, you'll have to keep us posted if anything actually comes out of that. Yeah. I, w- I won't hold my breath. And but... there's only how many episodes of this are there? Twelve, thirteen. Yes, you're already almost halfway there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you mentioned uh, you're also still watching Osamatsu, which uh, another show we dunked on pretty hard last <laughs> Yeah, you d- I think I, I honestly thought you'd go, because I listened to last week's podcast, and I thought you guys were a bit harsh. Oh, yeah. I think, just to, to defend ourselves here, Artemis, <laughs> I think... I think there were genuinely some great jokes in that first episode. Again, the multicultural, you know, Osamatsu sex tuplets or whatever, like eight. <laughs> there were some, there was definitely some good jokes there. I think the thing that really killed it for me was like, oh, we're just going to have like this like five minute long segment about them being turned into pieces of poop. 
Oh yeah, and that was not its best. Its best. I was just moment. like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Like, I can't. Like, it was funny the first time. What's his name? What was it? Which one is it? Uh, the purple one. Uh, you know. Yeah, it, one, yeah. You know, took a shit on the counter or somewhere. You know, but like. <laughs> Like, don't get me wrong. As uh, someone who is best friends with somebody whose primary, like, sense of humor was shitting on people's doorsteps. Like, I get it. But... <laughs> For anyone out there listening, anime is very sophisticated and you should really give it a try. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just that I just I was like, I can't do another, like, season of this. Like, it's... it's. Has there been any... How many... What are they? Probably on, like episode three or four now um now. four episodes in yeah but i'm sorry artemis say you know you feel free to any other uh, <laughs> well, notable, notable I just, good gags i think Osamatsu's problem and this is not just a season three problem i think just the show's problem is that it's a gag show and like every gag show not every gag is good yeah. you know and right. some gags are really good and you just have to kind of sit there and wait for the good ones to show up and sigh and roll your eyes a bit at, at when it's not good, but at least know that it'll only be five minutes more, you know? True. I mean, I, it is definitely a bit-based show. I mean... Right. And, I, I and guess it's... Yeah. Sorry, even, even, though, even though someone said last time, and I agree that season one was easily the best, I still think the show as a whole has always been a little hit and miss with, with, the, with its jokes. No, I, I think yeah, I totally I agree. agree with that. Yeah. yeah, right. Um, and I guess ultimately, it's more hit than miss for me. Okay. Or at least, or at least above average. And again, given the number of shows I'm watching this season, above average <laughs> is okay for me right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, hey, above average is a passing grade. So yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I, I have part of me feels like someday I'm just going to be in the mood to watch that at some point and just plow through it i mean like more we'll importantly see. like artemis just let us know when they finally do the like thing they do every season where there's like the one episode that is like extremely good uh, yeah and that's clearly normally like directed. around the halfway point somewhere right yeah, yeah yeah like but clearly the, directed by like their top tier talent like yeah. the go-kart race or something yeah like yeah. That. yeah it hasn't it hasn't happened yet but i'm i'm sure it will and i will like, let you know they always what, have at least one of those that episode episodes is, and you can watch yeah. that's the other good thing about osamatsu you can pretty much jump in anywhere right right exactly like, like if i said oh episode nine is really good this season you could just watch episode nine and nothing else and that would be fine that's right. literally what I did with season two of Osamatsu San. Yeah. I was like, Jell, where's the Jushimatsu? Oh, no, no, where was the, where's the, uh, what's the, fu- what the fuck is his name? Um, yeah, Jushimatsu. Where's the Iyami episode? Oh, the I'm just going to go watch that one. <laughs> right. Uh, they Just programming note, they did confirm that is going to core again, so. Oh, man. Oh, it right. is? Okay. That will give us uh, oh, six full seasons of Osamatsu oh, by boy. the end. Hey, a full sextuple of. Uh, nice. Yeah, one for each. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> One for All each right. brother. Well, at this uh. point, at this point, at least, I have no plans to drop. Okay. So, I will. I will just let you know what episode and you can download that. Yeah. All right. Let's move along, and I don't think we t- talked about this last time, but not we'll, last week. No. We'll catch up. This is another one. Maybe we'll alternate episodes or something. But that's uh, fair. Yeah. And we we did we did mention Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, sure. Yeah little bit i've been i've been hearing pretty good things about it but i always take any good things i hear about big name shonen shows with a grain of salt uh-huh. i think that's um, fair um yep. 
I think Jujutsu Kaisen is, for me, it feels like a shonen that is still trying to find its footing. Like, it has yet to have, like, the arc that becomes the thing that defines it, right? Like, I think you look at a lot of shonen in in the history of shonen, and they have, like, that one arc where it's like, oh, here's where the author finally figured out, like, this is what makes the show tick. These are the kind of villains and confrontations, you know, uh, the fans like, and this is what I should lean into. Right. You know, you... You know, like you, you go, you look at like something like Naruto, right? And it's a combination of like you know the Zabuza arc and like the Ginin exams or the the Chunin exams. It's it's kind of like, or, or you know, you want to boil it down into even like further <laughs> into like specific moments. It's the Gara versus Rock Lee fight. It's it's bits like that where like oh, this is something special. Like, and I, I, I say special, you know, couched in in the context of shonen. So you know, like right. what I mean is cool fights well, and he, hot blood he, and emotion, but. <laughs> Right. Uh, the thing with Jujutsu Kaisen is that, I mean, the nicest thing, you know, I think we could say for right now is that it's extremely competent and it's not offensive. Like, the characters don't annoy me. There is nothing about its content that I find particularly distasteful. It's well made. I think it's just that it doesn't, it doesn't really have a voice yet. Yeah, that's... So far, it's not, it's... it's not doing anything unique enough or something unique enough to itself. Yeah. Like having its own, I guess, personality like, what, or something to it. How many episodes in are we at this point? It was like five, five six. or six. And yeah. it's like, oh, and we're gearing up for the tournament arc. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I like tournament arcs, but also I've seen this a hundred times. Right. Like, and you're like, you're doing fine, but. There's nothing super special about this so far. Yeah, and, like, Sunko Park is, you know, trying to do his best here, but you can also tell this is Sunko Park without the god of high school money. Like, he's not... <laughs> like, without he's, the Crunchyroll money? Right, without the Crunchyroll money, without the, the Webtoon money. So, like, he's doing good work, but he is not doing his best work here. Like, right. there are solid set pieces, there's solid action moments, and because he is he is a very competent action director in general, but... Look, when you don't have the resources of, like, you know, whatever you had for the God of High School or the Garo movies, like, you know, right. any director is going to struggle, you know? I mean... And like, it's always the big problem with shonen shows, because they're long, and you have to pace your right. resources yeah. out over time. Like, I'm sure I'm sure this is going to be at least two core, right? Like, Yeah, you, probably. Uh, yeah, I and believe like, it's been confirmed for two cores, yeah. And, like, yeah. you know, MAPPA's good, but they're not, like, A-Team Bones good, right? Like, they're not, like, right. you know, they're, they're, we're not getting, like, the My Hero Academia level adaptation here. We are getting the, like, Promised Neverland level adaptation of, like, very well done, like, very, I mean, very competently made, like, very decently executed, but not, like, outstanding. Right. And I think we're still watching it because, like, you know, <laughs> as Artemis said many times, <laughs> it's like, well, the fuck else is there to watch? But also, like... Because I have heard good things about this, and I have heard people say that, like, yes, this show, like, the, the story does take a little bit to find its voice, but it does eventually do. And the OP, again, I keep ta- I keep talking about the OP and the ED of this show, which are both very good, but, like, they do promise at the things that I would like to see from this show. Look, a lot and, of OPs promise things, okay? That doesn't mean we get them. This is true. <laughs> no, but, like, with show, <laughs> it's a <laughs> little <different>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I know, I know, but it's like... 
the reason I say that is because, especially with shonen OPs in general, because shonen OPs are often made like after a work has air has been you know been published for a while, they right. tend to be allowed to indulge in the sorts of things that it's like. When is that guy going to show up? Right, right. They get to do the thing of like, oh, because we have the we have the knowledge of what's to come, we can have fun with our opening sequence. We can hint at like the exciting things to come, and I'm like, all right, like I'd love for those things to show up soon, but but yeah, it's it's um, I don't know. I was I was pretty thoroughly put off by episode one, so I never watched past that. I think that's entirely fair. Like. It's a pretty weak first episode, even by shonen standards. Like it, it ain't no My Hero Academia, that's for sure. I mean, um, you guys made it through Demon Slayer, so I mean that's I the thing, right? Like, yeah, we sure did. If, if we watch the, Slayer. if we watch the entirety of Demon Slayer, Jujutsu Kaisen deserves at least that much bare minimum. I feel like I would be a fucking hypocrite <laughs> for how. <laughs> that's kind of how, how I feel. About it. Look, speak for yourself. The last long-running shonen anime I made my way through was probably. Dragon Ball Z or something like. Oh I, man, I thought you were about to say like, Full Metal Alchemist or something. <laughs> but uh, I, look, I'm just like if I for as hard as we fucking dunked on Demon Slayer week to week, if I did not even finish Jujutsu Kaisen, I feel like that would put my Shonen Jump cred in serious uh, <laughs> uh, contention. So <laughs> I have to keep watching this until it hopefully gets really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well. It sounds like it could be worse. Could be worse. It's true. So, <laughs> well, let's uh, let's move along then and talk about uh, Talentless Nana. If you're looking for something to watch, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. I might. This show's actually pretty good. I think. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. I I I, I kind of talked about last week why I'm hesitant to call it good, but I think I think what. All right, let, let, let's just cut straight to it. I want to talk about what happened in episode six, which I think just came out. Tell me what happened recently. in this, episode six, Joe. Seeing as yeah. none of us here watched it, you'll have to tell us. Yes, I, I'm just I'm just going to spoil it because this may or may not make you more interest make sure, people more no, interested in it. the show. Yeah, so I'm just going to spoil it. Uh huh. Uh huh. So episode six starts with. They're having a funeral for the kid that Nana offed in episode five. Okay. So she's killed th- three people and tried to kill four, but the f- the fourth person was the the guy who's investigating her, and she finds out that he's immortal. So that's hmm. going to be a problem for later. Like Wolverine regeneration, or what? Like, uh, yeah, kind of, yeah, kind of more of a healing factor type of thing than I just straight up can't die. So okay. Like, she she sets it up so there's a gas explosion in his uh, house or something, and he does get like all burnt up and everything. But then he like heals. Okay. So yeah, there may be, and there's a real good bit because like I talked about, he's he's the guy that's playing like the cat and mouse, and he's like onto her. Mm. And there's a good bit where after that he's like, uh, because all all the kids have a weakness, like they're all super powerful, but they all have like some kind of weakness. Sure. And, Classic uh, superhero stuff. And he's like. He's like, basically like, oh, you know, I have a weakness, but, you know, you can read minds, right? So you already know what it is, and we, we still don't know what his weakness is. Hmm. But that he's kind of toying with her because he doesn't think she can actually read minds, which he can't. So that's, again, part of the cat and mouse. Right. But, uh, yeah, so episode six, they're having this funeral, and um, 
out of nowhere, this like creepy looking kid walks in and he's like, I'm a necromancer and makes the body come back to life. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. And he's like, I, I can read his memories and everything. Oh. And so Nana's like, oh, that's bad because <laughs> I killed him. And um, she somehow manages to talk her way out of that. So like, so they, they introduce two new characters. This is creepy necromancer kid. And this other girl who's apparently his girlfriend, who's like this tall, energetic uh, girl that apparently has super strength. She's like the punchy, sure, yeah. Tell me more, super strength girl. And they're like a couple or something. And so uh, Nana's like, "Well, I better kill this necromancer kid because that's going to get me in trouble." <laughs> so she just straight up murders him in his sleep. And um, wow, okay, she goes. She has, like, uh, poison needles as her favorite okay, murder sure. weapon. So she just, like, needles him in his sleep. And then um, she goes to get the girl, too. <laughs> and when she goes to get the girl, uh, somebody basically grabs her before she can stab her. And uh, it is revealed that she was basically set up. Um, this was all, it was all a trap. Everybody assumed the creepy kid was a necromancer because he looks like a creepy kid, oh, and the, the girl was the super strength girl because she looks tall and strong. She's the necromancer. But yes, she's oh, the necromancer. That's pretty good. <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the kid is the one with the super strength, and he's actually been dead for years, and she's oh. supposed to bring him around as her like zombie puppet. That's pretty All good. Right. All and, right, uh, all right, you got me. That's pretty and, fucking good. And she, 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 so she started to suspect something was up and set basically set up. So Use now there's as actually a, as a trap. That's yeah. So now there's actually two. There's actually two people onto her, and uh, the the episode kind of ends on the cliffhanger with uh, the zombie kid or pinning pinning her to the ground, and, and it's not looking great for Nana. So she's got to like. And again, Nana has no powers. She right. she can't even really fight or anything. She's just like has to outsmart everybody. So you're like, how is she gonna get out of this one? That's uh-huh. that's pretty good. I, I won't I won't lie. That's that's not that's that's interesting. I I I, it, I mean, look, I'm not saying this is like some revelatory thing, but like that you know for that that's some solid anime trash right there. Yes, it's some good like anime trash mind games type yeah, of. Yeah, uh... I'm down for that. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, that that was probably the best one so far. Some of them have been better than others. I mean, uh, I can appreciate that, you know, just what you're describing because, you know, again, it's like what you just, you know, how you describe the show early on, right? It's like, well, once the twist was out there, it's just like, well, is she just going to kill the rest of these kids, like, you know, unopposed? Right. But, you know, now that you're saying, no, actually, like, the kids, you know, her victims are not, like, you know, passive players here, but they are actively, you know working to, you know, prevent their own deaths. Yeah. That does make it sound a lot more interesting. Right. And even the like the the last the the kid she murdered before that, like he he knew that she was the murderer, but he was such an asshole that he was just going to try to blackmail her. Oh, instead and, of classic classic. Yeah, and then that that did not end well. So yeah, I I think I talked about this last time. Part of the interesting kind of the interesting aspect of the show is like Nana's plans don't go well like forty percent of the time, and she has to like then think of you know think her way out of it. It's not just like I'm you know mastermind criminal, and I'm just like easily you know, offing all these kids. Um, it's like she has to actually take calculated risks, sure. and you know th- things may not work. I mean, you know, plot wise, things are going to work out, but <laughs> in universe, 
you're like, well, how's she going to dig her way out of this one? So it's uh, some quality anime trash is all I'm saying. Man, maybe I should pick this one up. I was thinking that sounds like a really good dark comedy. And then I just looked it up and realized it's not a comedy. No, it's not. <laughs> There's there's some silly bits to like in between some of the things, but it's it's not a comedy, right? Because I mean, at, at this point, does the show maintain any of the facade from episode one, or has that like most? No, no, that that's completely out. out the window. Right? Okay, yeah. so it's not. So even... so the majority of the show, <laughs> I was thinking, Nana's almost reminds me of like Lelouch or something, where <laughs> the the majority of the show uh, anime genius masterminds the the majority of the show is like inside her head as she's trying to like out. Good I'll stuff. Think everybody, but yeah, no. The pretense of the the beginning. Of I mean, the, the, you know, like a, it's a video. fucking you know, it's a it's cliche at this point. But like you know, you even just describing like the whole like the kid wasn't the necromancer. Like literally does remind me of like the opening salvos of like freaking Death Note, right? Where like. Yeah, there's some of that in there, too, for sure. You know, L has the fake L go up on TV, and so when Light kills the (laughs) fake L, L's immediately able to deduce that, like, you know, whoever is Kira, like, possesses some ability to do that stuff, like, you know. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. There is a little bit of Death Note going on. Like, limited area that the TV broadcast was. Right, right. Right, like, that kind of stuff, right? Like, it's very much like... Yeah, there's that kind of thing going on. Right. I did yeah, for some reason I didn't even think of Death Note, but yes, that's there's some Death Note. I just there. mean like very much like I'm I'm not the biggest Death Note fan, but like I do have a soft spot for like anime's idea of what smart people intrigue is, which is <laughs> yes. like usually not actually that smart. In fact, it's usually pretty stupid. It's usually yeah. a stupid person's idea of what smart people talk and act like, but there's something sometimes entertaining about that with cuts yeah <laughs> all according to plan exactly <laughs> yeah i think I, I know exactly what you're talking about i don't know if i know exactly how to explain it but i think i know exactly what you're talking about where they, I, I think they could try to i think they tend to cover up the lack of them actually being geniuses by just making some ridiculous circumstance that's like so far out there that it's entertaining to watch yeah but uh yeah um but yeah i'm having fun i and like i said it's not like the best production the writing's not necessarily fantastic i don't really care for the art or either but it's just quality trash i mean sometimes so, all a show needs to do is be a lot of fun like the yes next show i'm having fun right. like uh, like, yeah. like our next show yes <laughs> <laughs> like our next show uh, let it, let's revisit Akudama Drive. Yo, Akudama Drive is still so fucking good. God <laughs> damn. I'm enjoying it a lot. This show is a lot of fun. Artemis, I, you haven't been on, so I'd like to hear maybe your opinion first, because uh, I know you. this is one of the ones you're still watching, Oh, it's right? great. I have no complaints. I have zero complaints. It's, That's good. It's, it's still dumb. It's still fun. It's still still dumb like i just what can i say it's 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 good times i uh so so i think we had two episodes the one was like the actual finish of the train heist yeah the fact that there's a train heist yeah so the, the, the two episodes since our last podcast were yes the the finish of the train like heist fight with the executioners and then the next episode where they're kind of preparing for their next big job and right mm-hmm. I, the train fight was really good. Yeah. I really, really love these two episodes, actually, as as part of a set, because the train fight itself, like, is a really magnificent premise for a conflict, 
like, and they do, and it really does a good job of immediately, like, spelling out, like, what each member of the party brings to the table, because, like, just the basic premise of, oh, we gotta split into two teams, half of us are trying to hack these doors, while the other half are trying to hold back these, like, hyper-competent, super-killer cops trying to kill us. And we and, and they all could die, including right, the cops, <laughs> right? If they and don't, like, if this doesn't, right? You got you got the happen. time limit, and like the two teams even like kind of mix and match a little bit, like across the fight, because like every now and then, like somebody gets left behind, right, and so they're stuck gets dealing, ca- or gets cut up, and like yeah, yeah, or switch out. Like, it's really fun. I, um, really... I lost it when I lost it when Brawler catches the bullet. And oh, he catches the bullet <laughs> with his teeth, and then like spits it out fast <laughs> enough to. <laughs> Oh, um, so good. And, you know, the classic, <laughs> let yourself get stabbed so you can suplex just the suplex the motherfucker. Oh, right. so good. So, Take advantage so good. of all, having all the, all the action scenes so far have been really solid. And I don't normally like action because I just don't care for it enough to watch a show based on it. Right. But, but even if that's all the show had to bring, and it's not, but even if it was, I would still be watching it. Yeah, and I think to, to, to echo what you're saying, Artemis, it's, I think it's also that the action does a really good job of reflecting the characters' personalities. Like, mm-hmm. you right, know, it's not like they're just punching each other. Like they're, I mean, brawler they're fighting is, in a way else. that reflects, <laughs> yeah, who they are. Right? right, like you know, Courier's whole goal during that fight is just to get back to his bike because he knows he's kind of useless without it. Right, you know, or it's it's stuff like that that I think does a really good job, um, and. And yeah, and, and then I think the next episode, to continue this like line of thinking, is I think the next episode proves that this show doesn't even need to have fighting all the time to still be entertaining. Like, yeah, I think the, epi- the next episode, or the most recent one, is the proof of concept that these characters are likable enough on their own that yeah. we don't need to see them fighting to still like them. Mm-hmm. Whoever Whoever's writing this, uh, it, it's the Danganronpa guy, right? Yeah, I but, think. Me, he he's he's doing a good job. <laughs> like, <laughs> I I thought the because yeah I agree because like episode three is kind of more the setup downtime episode and like the the magic bento box was uh, <laughs> oh, like so good. such a great device for this type of episode. Yeah, like yeah. those kinds of things of like. I just feel, I just feel like everybody really knows what they're doing with this show. Yeah, yeah. It was, and like, it was a good breather episode as well. Like, I think we needed one episode where we kind of stopped and took a pause for a second and. And got to know the characters outside of their respective right. jobs. Yeah. And it kind of reevaluating because right now the whole thing has been like, well, I'll give you a billion dollars. Also, if you don't join, will your head's going to explode? But now that that's kind of not the motivation, you know, how are you keeping these characters together? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's. Um, I mean, we already had Hacker leave, but I'm sure he'll be back. And he'll I was back. I was impressed yeah. by that actually because I I assumed that it was going to do the stereotypical anime thing where he would leave and then immediately come back for some reason, right. like for some kind of contract. I mean, reason. I think he'll come back. It's just win, right? Yeah. But like, if it's not immediately, that's fine. But I thought, I thought either he wouldn't leave after or like he would say he would leave and then I'd have this kind of tearful, like, no, don't do it. But I know. Kind of thing. <laughs> and then he'd be like, Oh, well now that this has happened, I guess I can't leave after all, you know? Right. Yeah. Instead um, of just like, I'm out. Yeah. Of I, yeah. I'm assuming in their darkest hour, he's going to appear out I'm of nowhere. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I and uh, but but yes, that it, even even if that were the case, it's different than I was also fully expecting at least by the end of the episode that he would join the team back, and he hasn't yet. Also, yeah. you just right. know in like 
five episodes down the line is like it's just gonna be swindler and courier and she'll be like i'm hiring you for one last job to save all of our wacky friends and gives them the 500 yen coin or whatever yeah that's totally <laughs> yeah. Happen. i'm so looking forward to it my variation on that is oh what if what if the way it goes is like courier's about to like do some like really daring like one man mission right uh-huh. and she's like i'm hiring you for one last job and he's like what Don't is it talk- Right, to live and come back to us for 500 yen. And he's like, you know, he gives like a smirk and he's like, I accept it or something, you know? Always get the job done. (laughs) Right? Oh, like, you know, it's going to be something like that, right? Like, it's going to be the thing. 500 yen and some takoyaki. Yeah, like, it's going to be the thing where. That at least Ear and I really love of like thirty seconds. Thirty seconds before the thing happens, <laughs> you can tell you, you know it's gonna yeah. happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but I I really do like the character. You know, like elements in general. Like I'm really surprised by it. Like I really got a kick out of the the most recent episodes. Like the little back and forth with Doctor and Swindler, where like <laughs> yeah. Doctor ends up being so smart she loops back to being the dumbest person in the party. Because she assumes that I know you're the nice girl nice. personality yeah. is the front, <laughs> which right. is very funny. Um, well, I, I I mean, there's definitely something up with, with Swindler. Definitely, so definitely, I was wondering but... if it had something to do with her eyes. Her eyes seem to be drawn a little bit differently from everyone else's, kind of similar to the kids, Yeah, that's, maybe? What, I, that's what I was like, thinking. Like that kind of weird, like, that really... That really well, thick ring around the eyes, maybe, or something? Well, the thing I did notice is that the female executioner has the same eyes. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, there was one bit of dialogue where one of the kids... <clears throat> I felt like it implied that Swindler was, like, their teacher or something. I don't know if you guys saw that or if I'm just... Which which part was here, that? Was were... that like around the I... bento box time or like what? When was that? Yeah, when uh, yeah around the the lunch box time where they're like, uh, you know, was the would, would they, did they say their teacher or somebody oh, yeah. said professor like they say something like oh the yeah oh. said we should eat yeah. and they said yeah. they said our prof- uh, she said your professor sounds really kind or something right or, yeah and, and I I feel like they said something that implied that they. That they remembered that she was like their professor and she didn't. I mean, is, go- is this going back to our like theory we had last yes. podcast that she she gave herself self induced amnesia, or and- or whether she induced it or somebody yeah. induced it? There's, yeah. So I would I would suggest going back and checking that part again. Um, yeah, I mean, I do remember that conversation now that you bring it up. There was like a little bit of like like the kid was almost like surprised that she didn't remember you told us to eat. <laughs> um... So I'm, I feel like, and I, I might have just been reading far too far into that, but I would, I, mean, like, I would say also, go back I'm, and I'm, feel like I'm, it also I'm on board on with one. your, with your grander theory. <laughs> I think it also, it also implied that they don't have to eat. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. That they genetic... ate, yeah, they ate because Something. they, they might want to, not because they had to. Yeah. But. Right. Given that they don't so... really understand what taste buds are, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know if they're robots or magic i assume they're like genetically engineered magic robots (laughs) um but yeah look i think you know and and, and of course we can't forget that like the boy at least possessed the ability to 
make a robot for cat some <laughs> sort of like nano machine cat like so right, like and yeah the and then the girl make... and then the girl can yeah. play a magical recorder yes <laughs> and shit, which so. sounds exactly like elementary school ch- kids in japan to me for sure. <laughs> sure i i totally believe it but yeah and, and then i think they also like despite being a breather episode they also do a great job of like doing the natural escalation of this kind of show like, right of like oh you thought Right, you thought two executioners was bad. Well, now we're throwing the whole book at you. So <laughs> right, yeah, and then with the continuing bromance of Brawler <laughs> and uh, Hoodlum, the freaking two-bit Hoodlum is yeah, just always yeah. Chef's kiss. Just always. <laughs> <laughs> yes, always I, I do wonder now. Like, you think Hoodlum is the uh, the third executioner in the OP in disguise or something like? That would be really... I was just thinking that. Oh, yeah, because we haven't uncovered the mole, right? Right. There's right. a mole, the and also, mole, like, you know, yeah. the OP shows four executioners, and, like... Right, we're, we're one I don't short. know, like... Like, Hoodlum might just be, like, wearing a very elaborate... You know, he might just be wearing a very elaborate disguise or something, right? I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't me, put anything off the table with the show. Yeah. yeah I, I feel like that might be more likely, but part of me does want hoodlum to just be i mean i would love for hoodlum guy for the yeah, whole show <laughs> right like nothing would make me happier than the real the, the twist is actually no hoodlum really is just a two-bit like fucking loser criminal right because just... i i think i think we're we're guaranteed that there's so, gonna be something up with swindler or whatever it is but mm-hmm. i would love it if hoodlum literally was just a hoodlum sure sure yeah uh-huh. i yeah i mean yeah, the fact that we were even like, having these theories about <laughs> characters that are like this like surface level dumb i think yeah. really speaks to like how good of a job they've done at making us care about these dirtbags like well we, i mean we said it let's say it again it's a it's a dumb show written by smart people apparently. yeah yeah it's a it's... smartly written dumb show <laughs> exactly uh, so yeah yeah it, it's yeah again i have nothing bad to definitely, say definitely definitely the, the season like by far and away for me definitely yeah all right uh, I'm kind of dreading getting into this next show um, uh, at this point. I mean, I hate that we have to dread this I mean, because it must be done. Let's talk about uh, Magatsu Heights. So, should I be glad Whatever. I'm not watching this anymore? Or? Uh, no. Um, hmm. Well, here's the thing. Uh, the I, I think we should talk about the anime first. Let's but the talk game, about the, anime. the game came out last week and spoiled us. I on played. The anime. <laughs> I played, yeah, I, I played through the all, all the available story chapters, Damn, okay. and that has definitely affected my view of the anime. Um, right. But we, looking at the anime in the in the, you know in a bubble, even taking the game context out, I still did not like the direction they were going in episode four. But. Uh, I, I still want to see what happens. I agree, but way. I do think that, again, in a vacuum, I think the story in the Magatsu anime is still quite solid. I think it is legitimately pretty interesting. Yeah. The world building is fascinating, and I think that they they are, in fact, doing a pretty good job of setting up the main players, their motivations, and the circumstances that lead them to the actions they take. I, I actually, I like, even episode four, I'm like, I don't love it because, look, like, fuck the police, uh-huh, but... Yep. Like, I think there is something to be done with, like, the idea of, like, a member of the, like, elite, you know, jackboot super cops beginning to wonder what the fuck is going on here. Mm -hmm. And, like, 
the reveal that like their like sergeant really is just a fucking authoritarian psychopath like right i will say i, I think which I, I feel like they spent way yes, too much time on They spent on way too much like, time on that. Like, that that way entire much. flashback was basically pointless because it has no bearing we, we on We don't need to else. know why well, this guy... Well, the thing is that it doesn't matter. We already hate the guy. And we already and the thing is that we already know he's a psychopath. He enjoys torturing people. Like, right. Nothing all, is gained. All the flashback did was like explain, like, oh, it's because he had a hard childhood. That's why he's crazy now. Like, right, and it like, I mean, it's not really going to make us more sympathetic. No, so fuck why are no. we even? He's still, like... a, he's still a shit heel. Like, right. that doesn't change. Like, that's time that could have been used. Like, if anything, that is time that could have been used to better flesh out Leo. Because, right. like, if if you're going to convince us that Leo Cadio is our like dueling protagonist, you're not doing a great job of convincing me. Because the only thing he has going for him right now is that, like. I might be a jackbooted thug, but I'm a jackbooted thug who's questioning my like uh-huh. my, right. my orders. But he hasn't actually done anything my other than look and following my order. <laughs> right, but that's the thing, right? It's I mean I don't want to get too deep into this, but this is like when like members of the police agree that yeah there are problems with police corruption and violence, but all you do is act uncomfortable. You don't actually do anything about it. Like and. Right. Although all that time spent on the sergeant could have been used to better like flesh him out, like even if it was just a, something as simple as like, I don't think we should take this girl in. Like this doesn't seem right. Like let's go back and like discuss this with our superiors. Instead, he still takes the girl. Like you know, right. The only thing he says is like, "Don't hurt her" or something. Like, oh this. yeah, great. I'm sure that'll work. Yeah, because famously, yeah, stop. famously, yeah. when the police say, "Don't hurt this inmate or suspect," the police are famous famous for for not doing that thing. Yeah. yeah, and it's and so like yeah, he doesn't ask. He doesn't. Well, he doesn't question why or what they're doing or what the plan right. Like is he still or intrinsically like... believes in in the righteousness of the state so far, and right. the problem. And despite all that, though, I do think that, like, I I, I do like the overall storytelling of this show, though. Yes. Like, in a vacuum, if I didn't know anything about the game, if I didn't even look at that goddamn poster for the anime, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. I would still be very interested in this show. I would be pretty invested, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, I do think that, like, the members of Headhunter are beginning to become a compelling crew. I think that Inumail is a compelling, like, coward protagonist like slowly coming into his own like yeah there's a lot of really interesting things here the problem is then we all looked up this week (laughs) what the video game is about yeah so one more thing on episode four were they implying that they headhunter is stealing weapons to fight dinosaurs and not overthrow the empire (laughs) yes so they said they 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 literally said that in episode one that like the whole reason Headhunter as an organization exists is because the, like, evil magical parliament passed, like, gun control laws in the kingdom, and there are, like, evil dinosaurs with, like, right. disturbingly human teeth hanging out in the countryside that need to be dealt with. And, and I mean, even in episode four, the, when the, the Diet member shows up and she's like, Now I see the need for our citizens to protect themselves from the mutant dinosaurs running around killing people. But, (laughs) you know, is it really worth it if then the anti-imperial elements can get a hold of weapons and try to to stage a revolution? That would just be too dangerous. People people just need to be able to, you know, kill the feral hogs rushing their children, but... 
Yeah. <laughs> okay, but if I mean, there like, actually like, were, if there actually were feral, <laughs> right, right. I mean, that's yeah. the thing, right? Like, as much as we joke about this being like a gun control parable, that's only because we're Americans, where we know that that's absurd. <laughs> but if you live in a universe where there are, <laughs> that, yeah, there are literally thirty to fifty feral hogs, and they're not just hogs, but they are like eight foot tall dinosaur men. Like, that's a little bit different. Maybe you do need a machine gun and a grenade launcher, like. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so, are you yeah. guys? Do you guys assume that it will go downhill then, based on what you know of the game? Because right, yeah. I, I don't like. Yeah. So get into that now. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, I I played the game through the story, and before we getting into details, probably the biggest problem I have, which I think is also going to run in the anime, is this story talks a big game, but they don't actually end up saying anything. They bring up things like, like you, like we were just saying, you could possibly use some of the wording in there as a as an allegory for gun control, but that's not really like they're not really doing. It. They're just kind of co opting those phrases that we've heard and sticking them in the anime. I think there's also a lot of uh, like a class warfare thing going on, right, with the rich and the poor, and right. they they harp on that pretty hard in the game, probably harder than the anime, but they don't actually do anything with it so in the so the game itself first of all yeah we were very wrong right the we anime and the game are very yeah, much we connected. thought it was the original <laughs> story but turns out the anime is a prequel yeah the anime is a, is a prequel to the game and actually leo Cadio is one of the main characters in the game which we will find out 30 seconds into the game so but he's much older. He's like, I think this is supposed to be like twenty he's years anime, old. He's anime old, which means he's yeah, like he's 40. like cool. He's like cool old guy in the anime in the game. So right, and then, um, and I've seen art of Inumile as the the shady assassin type. I'm wearing yeah, the fur lining and, well, and belts. So so G mentioned the so even before we get to the game, the anime post like the poster for the anime actually has yeah, I mean, like yeah, half the. I actually hadn't seen that <laughs> when we started watching it. Yeah, but I mean that's out there, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Like anybody can see. Right, that we we looked it up I, I had in retrospect. Cared to look up anything about this show, I would have seen it. Right, right. So I mean that's not really a spoiler if it's the anime promo yeah. art. But half the poster is like the characters in the present day, and like half the poster is them in the future. And you see, you see, kind of older Leocadio as the grizzled little man guy, and uh, right, in uh, email as the shady assassin guy on the on the other half of the poster like they're already beginning to like make it very clear who is meant to be signified as the hero and who is meant to be signified as the villain which i think is my problem here right and i think they're going for the like the heroes on the bad guy side and the bad guys on the the good guy side and that's supposed to be interesting or something right and like what what happens in their like lives that like force them into the like into the circumstances they end up in by the time of the actual game right so i will point out inumail has not shown up in the game yeah but i think he's coming soon in uh uh, there's only four chapters in the the initial release so four very poorly translated chapters uh to their credit they they patched a lot of the okay (laughs) a lot of the the really bad stuff so it's a great temperature Right, yeah. Like. So, so the translation is better. I would not call it great, but it, you can at least understand. Okay. What people are saying now, whereas before it looked like they literally just popped it in Google Translate on some, <laughs> of, the, on winning, some of the pages. Always a winning so they, formula. <laughs> yeah, they did patch some of that in, but um, yeah. So the game is set 
like far in the future and they've kind of set up this thing of like there's the old empire which is clearly bad but the new empire is pretty good and you're part of like this like independent pmc it's kind of like nerve sure where sure where where the government hates you but they put up with you because you're the only ones that can fight the monsters. I mean, it's, this is a classic premise in a lot of gacha games where you're an independent paramilitary organization. Right. You have your own facilities and your own, like, you know, yeah. employees. And so, the, but... so whatever, like, world-ending event has already happened and you're kind of, like, investigating the, you know, proper noun, capital letters, the light, uh-huh. uh, to f- try to figure out what's going to happen and is it going to happen again or what happened and is it going to happen again. Um, I will say, having played the game, a lot of the stuff that the spy lady's investigating in episode four, I already kind of oh, know okay. <laughs> what what's going on with with all that. And I'll, I'll just leave that part out because you know we all want to watch the anime, but it doesn't necessarily make me more excited for Great. what's right because <laughs> i mean up. for me personally what was really like getting me concerned about the anime uh gel is when you started talking about like ah in the game headkeeper this like populist organization in the anime has now become this like extremist terrorist group right okay so like, i would point i would point out the headkeeper has not shown up in the game that's available at least internationally okay right now. So I don't that is know. A, that, I did find that description describing the like the new chapter of Magatsu Varhite, the game right. coming out in Japan, tie in with the anime, yeah. So et cetera. I haven't seen any of that. That might just be the like. They may be doing that as like that's the official like press Empire press release <laughs> take on Headhunter, but when you actually play the game, it's different. Maybe, or maybe. More I mean, like it would not. Be but the- I will say. Because I mentioned the factions are kind of like the old empire and the new empire. The new empire is definitely being painted as like good guys. So like the like there's like this, uh, I guess the best way to put a this young senator guy and the actual emperor himself are both like these like nice you know just people. But the old it's the old people from the old empire that are still like part of the senate and everything that are like the the bad guys. So you know the system isn't broken. There's just a few bad apples. You know, that kind of thing. and I think so. That is actually what gets into like the core of my concerns about the anime. Is actually maybe extends right. into the core of like my issue with like Japanese media and its like critique of systems. Is that Japanese media is very rarely revolutionary in tone. It's almost entirely reformatory, right? Like We're Japanese fix me- it from the inside, right? Like Japanese media to the like to the dot is almost always about how it's not the systems that are broken, but the people who exploit them. In fact, often Japan Japanese media is very defensive of the status quo and and the systems as like these intrinsically immu- immutable good things in the universe, and that it is the responsibility of good people. To, to uphold those systems and not to exploit those systems. And they never question what allowed these systems to become so exploitable in the first place, merely that we just have to ensure that the moral character of those who hold all this power are good. Yeah, and, and I would I would go even a step further where I feel like in the game, again, they're not actually trying to say anything at all. They're just echoing those words to sound deep. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't feel like thematically what they're doing makes sense as a parallel to real things too much um 
but I mean the language is there. Man. But I I think it's just that they're just throwing it out there to when, sound cool and relevant. When when um, li- when fucking Arknights has a more nuanced take on its multifaceted <laughs> conflicts, you know you're in trouble. <laughs> Uh, I'll also just throw in, there's also been, like, ghosts and dragons and nonsense showing sure, up in, the, sure. in I mean, the game, too. So, I mean, you already have the dinosaurs, right? So, sure, why not? Um, so, yeah, it, and the, also the game's not, the game is very boring. It's extremely <laughs> boring. I, I'm probably not going to keep playing I know, it. I, I hate that we keep forcing you to play a gel out of our I, sick yeah, curiosity. Yeah, I, I did it for the sake uh. of journalism, really. <laughs> But it, it was a grind. I probably could have knocked the whole thing out in, like, two days, but it, I, it took me, like, two weeks because, like, all right, let me just do, like, a mission or two today. Yeah. <laughs> I'll move on. But I did get through all the main story bits, and, yeah. And I, I, I it don't feel like it helped my opinion yeah. of where the anime is going. Again, I hope we're proven wrong, right? I hope that the anime itself, itself still manages to be good in spite of, like, the information we now have of, like, what happens in the future. But I think it is unfortunate because I think a lot of us were really, like... Maybe not to the same level of quality, but I think we were all really kind of hoping that this show would have some of that Rage of Bahamut anime energy of, like, just totally original take on an established universe that's, like, not afraid to do its own thing. So us, in hindsight, finding out that actually, no, the anime is actually far more shackled to the game's story than we had initially assumed is... I mean, it's disappointing. Yeah. I will point out um, the other character that i've noticed is the the little girl with the purple yep. hair in episode three right. she is also one of the the captains in the game that shows up as an adult sure and one of the chapters you find she finds her grandfather's old rifle from episode three so there have been a couple of other little callbacks here and there okay but i think there is still room for the anime to do its own thing in the bubble in kind of the bubble that it lives in because it is what happens prior to the game doesn't really matter so long as it ends at the same you know world ending event unless of course next episode it's a 20 year time skip and uh <laughs> yep <laughs> yes I think, that... I think artemis you joke but i think we will get that like eventually like i, I mean it's on the poster right right like so, i mean hmm. you could look at that as either the poster is foreshadowing what's gonna happen the anime or they're trying or because the game has been out for a while in japan right so from yeah the japanese perspective there's people that would have already played the game that might have been just a shout out to them but I don't know. Yeah, that very well could happen. They could just time skip it and Yeah, I don't know. Yep. All right. Well, I think that's it for the anime talk. I intentionally put this uh, at the end. We don't have so, to do this. I mean, <laughs> I just wanted G G and I have been dancing around the Genshin Impact takes. Uh, but uh, you know, if you're here for anime talk, this is still an anime game, and we do talk about anime Marginally. games. Um, but uh, I wanted, well, I, I wanted to talk about maybe not so much the mechanical bits of it because I feel like that's been done to death. Yeah, like it, we're we're a month late to the discourse about Genshin Impact, the video game. Yeah, I just wanted to make a case for it, and we've 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 kind of like talked a little bit about it on past episodes, very little bit, but. Um, I find it very interesting. It is an anime game, but it is not... It's it's a Chinese developer, right? Right. Um, and I've, I've been finding it to be a very interesting experience 
because it feels like it comes from a different cultural perspective than what we would normally get. Yeah, I, I think I can agree with that. Like, if we want to get into, like, the narrative, like, thematic aspects of Genshin Impact, like, you know, uh, yeah, I, I do think that... It, I do think it is interesting to kind of see, like, these very familiar anime tropes, right? You know, the... Uh, uh, the spunky chef girl, the the cool guy with the eye patch, you know, the the Onesama library librarian, you know, like yeah, you know, yes, like these are all very familiar tropes in anime, but it is kind of interesting to see them. I wouldn't say like dramatically different, but like, well, it's like so for for a little bit of context, the the game. Ha- in what's currently available, the game has a bunch of different countries that are modeled off of real countries. Um, and right now there's only two. There, there's one that's like fake anime Europe, like medieval Europe. I, 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 it could be Germany or France or some mainland Europe, European country, whatever. And then you have fake anime China, right? Yeah. And they do a very good job of... Uh, making them feel like different countries inside the game. Yeah, like, I would agree with that. Like each each one, like the people, like aside from even just like the way people dress and the architecture and all that, like they establish like different cultural values and things like that. And it, and it feels like, <laughs> well, <laughs> it feels like it's coming from a, a uniquely Chinese perspective. Uh, and if it wasn't, it, some of the things might be a little problematic. That no, I, I, I do agree. <laughs> like, I, I, I think, like, I, I actually talked about this, like, I, you know, in, in our Discord a little while back, that one of the really interesting things about, like, the not-China, like, fantasy country in, in Genshin Impact is that it is actually not a particularly idealized take on China. Like, right. the majority of the country is in ruins. Like, you know, there, you know, it is constantly beset by monsters, like... The system that is being upheld is, like, getting bloated and, like, starting to, like, fall apart at the seams. Like, their god is dead. Um, and the people themselves, right? Like, they are, like, overly bureaucratic and, like, litigious. Like, you know, right. there are a lot of, like, very classic tropes about Chinese culture at play here. Of Like, ah, they're greedy and materialistic. And, right. you know... It is interesting, like, and, and this is not to say that, you know, it is a very critical take either, though. Like, it is still very idealized in the sense of, like, ah, what a beautiful nation and, like, you know, what beautiful aesthetics and blah, blah, They did blah. make anime China way prettier right. than anime But, like, Europe. it is interesting yeah. that it is, like, surprisingly <laughs> self-critical. Like, especially for, like, a game made in mainland China by mainland Chinese developers. Like, I am surprised that... They do not have PRC goons knocking on their door about some of the stuff that is like being couched in this like yeah. subtext. Aha, uh-huh, but this I is think they medieval made it... China, don't you know? It's fine. <laughs> I'm sorry, Arnus, I couldn't hear you there. I said, I said, like maybe it's okay because aha, uh-huh, this is medieval China. It's not you know like today's oh, China. You know? Well, and it's you know it's not really China, even though it looks exactly like medieval <laughs> yeah, China, right. and everyone has Chinese names, and uh, yeah. Um, but I think the reason it kind of works, though, is that I think that a Western take on, like, a criticism of China would, like, for better or worse, be couched in a lot of racism and, like, xenophobia, whereas, like, this criticism... Or maybe even just not taken seriously. Right, like, right? Yeah. yeah. Whereas, like, I feel like a lot of, like, the, like, morally gray subtext of Genshin Impact's portrayal of, like, 
uh, fantasy China, like, it feels like when, you know, for example, we Americans talk about America, right? Like, it feels like a country, it feels like countrymen talking about their country. Like, people right. who have lived there their whole lives are aware of the problems. Like, and in a way, it actually does a really good job of, like, sort of humanizing, like, I mean, hopefully you already humanize people from other countries anyway, but if you <laughs> right. didn't, I think Genshin Impact is a surprisingly good argument that, like, no, the Chinese people are not just, like, mindless drones following orders. Like, they are aware of the problems of their country and, like, their culture, and it doesn't imply that it has solutions, but it at least, like, proves that they are not ignorant about... Right, and that's not... That's not a cultural perspective we get ever. Yeah. Right. Like that's unless you're really looking for it. You know, we you know we obviously get American perspective, and because we're nerds, we get some Japanese perspective from the media we consume. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, this is I think hands down the biggest profile internationally speaking, uh, biggest profile game developed by a Chinese developer. Right. Like I definitely you know, one of the ones that make, has made the most money. That's for sure. Well, yes, definitely, definitely the most money. But as far as even just like. Uh, international like international yeah. impact in the main and recognition in the mainstream and everything it's been a like, huge phenomena really yeah and um it's 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 a, i was i was surprised they went there because the when the game the prologue of the game they start you off in very like standard high fantasy jrpg high fantasy jrpg it feels like i kept, i described it as feeling like a tales game right <laughs> yeah and but it's, but after you know maybe a couple hours when they put you into China fake China, um, you start to say oh this is actually a little bit different and that surprised me a lot so, yeah. um, I just wanted to talk about that because I found that very fascinating and I feel like with this game, a lot of people hear the the descriptions of like the monetization and the free to play thing and the the fact that it's a quote-unquote live service game that's going to be depending on constant updates and things like that, and that those are just like instant, nope, I'm not touching it. And and, and a lot of that criticism is fair. I think that's a totally fair take, to be honest. Uh, like, the, the monetization the, the gotcha, of that game is kind yeah, of Yeah, the, the gotcha rough. system is pretty bad. I will say that, you know, there are ways to mitigate this. That there always this game are, Jell. You play a lot different. of these games, all right? Of course you would say there are a lot of ways to mitigate the, <laughs> the monetization. That are different. Because because it's an action game and you can you don't need the you don't need all the meta characters then it's not it's fair. it's a little bit different fair. but no it's totally fair as those are those are all valid criticisms I just wanted to point out that this is not like I think a lot of times when people hear the the, the mobile game structure and everything they think it's you know JPEGs with numbers on them. Uh, which ninety percent usually of the is, is. Let's be. Like, uh, you know. And that is not the case with this game. It is actually a legitimate game. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think with that's... questionable, perhaps you know, questionable, perhaps monetization. But the actual game itself is um, a real game. Yeah. That I think is, that's... I think worth checking out. I mean, it's free. I would so. agree with that take. And and yeah, I, you know, just to you know, I think again to tie this all back to like this podcast, which is about anime. I. I yeah, I don't. I, I think it's interesting. It's it, clearly it, aimed at the anime crowd, right, or, or like it's an anime game. Right. Or we talked about the the where the I was. I was going with this. Is like I think it's yeah. interesting, and I I think I would like to see this more in the future of like the aesthetic, mm -hmm. like the aesthetics of anime, but like 
portrayed through different cultural lenses. Like, you know, like, I don't, I, I don't agree with this take, but, like, you know, a lot of people like to argue the original Avatar of the Last Airbender is like, ah, that's anime aesthetics interpreted through an American cultural lens. But, like, uh, I think it is... Uh, uh, Arrow, I, I said I didn't agree right, with yes. the take. I was just saying that that is something people have said before. <laughs> but, you know what I mean, right? Of, like, I think... It's going to be interesting because I think so much of anime is 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 termed in in Japanese culture, right? Like, right. you know, you, you know. Again, I'm getting, being very reductive here, but you know, like stu- even stuff like Hot Blood and Bushido and Willpower and all that stuff, right? Is like that's or, or even what we were saying before about Magatsu and like our worries about like how much is its criticism going to mean anything? A lot of that is couched in Japanese culture and. You know, as anime aesthetics get more popular internationally, right, like, not just in China, not just in America, but, you know, other countries too, right, like, anime's big in France, there's a burgeoning anime scene in, like, the Middle East, like, yep. I'm kind of curious, like, as this kind of continues to happen, like, yeah, are we going to get shows that look like what we've always known to be anime, but, you know, are just going to be espousing things that, like, different things because of the cultures of the people who made them and like it's not going to be set in a japanese high school (laughs) yeah exactly or or structured like a japanese high school right or you know or or maybe there won't be like a ranking system you know (laughs) right yep but yeah so i i I think that aspect of it out of everything is has been the most interesting to me and you know it, it is it is an anime like like they've done this with other games too, but like they they hire Japanese voice actors because they're going yeah. for the anime, uh, you know, crowd with it. So you know, it's it's in that realm, but it's it is very interesting to see it come from a different perspective. So, all right, finally got that out of our system. We got it out of our system. <laughs> I apologize. Yeah, you know, you're, you're so exasperated. You're gonna say you got out of your systems next week? You're like next time? I mean. I mean, Jill and I are still going to talk uh, about uh, it. Like uh, the the November eleventh patch is uh, coming out. Off. Yeah, like, when when uh, when this <laughs> when this podcast goes out, I think it's going to be the, the their first major update. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm going to have to roll for uh, for Zhang Li and Child right. or yeah, whatever sure, that dude's dude. name is. <laughs> yeah, so it, it may pop up again, but I don't think we need to do a whole segment on Arrow, it. Yeah, uh, this really bothers you. You just think of this segment as our impompto like annual gotcha uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, podcast that wow. we just this, this is how this. this is how G and I feel when you guys talk about Common Rider. If only I had an equivalent. Japanese yeah, Ar- Artemis, you let us know what topic you want to cover. Yeah, I'll, I'll figure it out. <laughs> and, and we'll, we'll, we'll devote another attention to Artemis' to that, Japanese yeah. machine reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that'd be uh, <laughs> All right. Well, I think with that... Uh, with that, yes, we can wrap up. Let's do our housekeeping. You can check us out at the Uh It... Iro is actually writing about uh, Magatsu yep. Varhai. Uh, yeah, definitely check those we'll out. Episode four post out before episode five airs. Yeah, so you can get uh, some more specific analysis on each episode for that. Um, is um, is Zig still doing Common Rider, or have you guys given up? On uh, that? I mean, Common Rider was on break uh, this week for the uh, yeah. The I know it was on break this race. week, but I guess. Uh, but look, the run with the wind yeah, race. Uh, yeah, that one. Uh, yeah. Saber, <laughs> Commodore Saber has not been looking great. Uh, 
no improvements. Nope. Nope. Since last time, so. Um, but yeah, check those out. For uh, you can follow us on Twitter at the Gloria Blog. Uh, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, and you know you can like, comment, subscribe on YouTube. Um, tell your friends, tell your enemies, and that's gonna do it. We'll see everybody next time. Curly, they say you're dead.